Are you ready to learn? Because my super experienced guests are ready to share some really valuable information. Make sure and listen all the way to the end to get help and support. So let's start with the best audio experience. Hello guys, welcome to our show. Today we discuss about mastering media presence on camera training interviews and more. I'm so excited to discuss this topic with smart and beautiful Janet Bjork. How are you? I'm great, Anatoly. How are you? I'm doing great. Looking forward to learn more. I remember our first episode, a lot of valuable insights. So I want to learn more. I want to know more. <laughs> and for me, uh, each day can help me to get new skills. I'm student on this life. Janet, before we start just remind our listeners new listeners about yourself business background and how you can help people to be better on camera interviews any other place <laughs> okay so i am jeanette burke and i am an influencer media personality a tv show podcast host with the show jeanette's tv and jeanette's tv podcast that has an eight and a half million global audience i'm also an on-camera trainer and how do i help my clients or people who are listening today. Well, ultimately it kind of all boils down to this, which is my tagline. Be seen, be known, and sorry, be seen, be heard, and be known. Be seen, be heard, and be known. It's very important in business. And so ultimately, I think at the end of the day, that is exactly what I'm trying to help my clients do. Be seen, be heard, and be known. Now, there's a way of doing that. Today's conversation is, is about being having more presentation performance skills to appear better on camera, whether you're trying to do media interviews or whether you're trying to make videos and lives for your own business. And I think, Anatoly, this is a very important topic because unfortunately, small business owners, I understand, you know, are under pressure, only have so much money, want to do the best they can for marketing. And obviously social media is a huge part of marketing today. And of course, part of that includes videos and live streams. Uh, and, and to extend that, getting more media placement. Um, so it's very easy to think, well, social media is there, you know, and, and I don't, I can just do anything I want with it, but really you can't because in the same vein that regular mainstream media positions you, so does social media and videos and lives. And when I say position you, I mean it gives your potential prospects or dream clients a glimpse at you. And it, it does either it, it really embellishes your brand and business and pulls them towards you or it does a grave disservice to your brand and business and totally turns them off or they become repelled from you and disinterested in you and your product. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that you haven't prepared yourself to go on a camera. What, what is likely is that you've just picked, pick up the phone, your cell phone or your whatever, your mobile phone. And yes, that's a fine tool to, to use to film with. But you still have to have an ideology and a plan and a strategy of why you're actually making this video or what you're going to say when you go to a media interview. And you need to be prepared. And if you're not prepared, this is where the problems start in a number of different ways. 
Firstly, with the message, right? You only have so much time. You have to get the most important piece of your message out. And that can be difficult because we're very passionate as entrepreneurs. And most of us, we want to say everything there is to say about our business. The problem with that is that we're not all interested in every little piece of your business, right? We only want the parts that really benefit us, the viewer, the listener, right? That's all we're interested in. And you have to know how to extrapolate from your main marketing message the pieces that you need for a 50-second segment or one-minute segment, a three-minute segment or a seven-minute segment. And more importantly, if you're in a mainstream media, you're going to have to follow what the producers want. So they have an idea for what they want the segment to be about or why they've booked you. Right. And often we call this the hook or the angle to the segment. And you have to match that. So you have to be able to take out of your marketing message the pieces that fit that and only that. Because if not, suffice it to say, Anatoly, you are going to look like a jerk. You're going to look like an <laughs> idiot because the, the interviewer is going to be going in one direction and you're going to be going off into a different direction. And clients who come to me often see this as a problem because the whole purpose of being prepared for media and on-camera training and media training and improving your presentation and performance skills is to avoid these pitfalls where in a media interview, the interviewer takes over, takes control, and you're either put on the spot or taken out of context or misquoted, none of which does anything to help you or your business. It's very bad. Or when you're making your own videos and lives and people are staring at you and they're thinking, God, how could you pick up a camera and just go on and on and on like this? Or more importantly, how could you pick up a camera and not think to dress the part that you say that you are, look at the part that you say that you are, fix your hair, fix your makeup, you know, and, and, and pay attention to all these nonverbal cues that speak volumes about you and your business without you even opening your mouth and uttering a word. And those, those nonverbal cues are so convincing and say so much. And the thing is, that's what the audience, so the viewer, the listener, that's what they're seeing. That's what they're picking up on before you even open your mouth. They are getting these impressions and ideas and opinions of you from the minute you show up on camera. So you have to make sure that you are in alignment with what your brand and your message is all about. So part of that is knowing what to say when in the time that you're given. It's also knowing how to articulate that message in a different way. Some call it storytelling, storytelling in your marketing of your message. And others can say, well, you've got to know how to talk in sound bites. And this is something that I really work heavy duty with my clients on when I'm getting them ready to go to camera. So giving them on camera media training or presentation performance training. We look at your message and we pull it apart first so that if you're in a going to be booked for a mainstream or a podcast interview, you know what they expect of you. You have the 
idea of what that segment's going to be about. And we take and we pick and we extrapolate the pieces of the message that need to fit that particular theme or segment proposal or story idea. And then we say, okay, so this is the part you're going to tell, but how, how are you going to tell it so that you captivate that audience as opposed to bore them, right? Mm -hmm. So first we have to win them over and we have to be able to do that in a very short period of time. And we have to fit the segment in mind. So we have to take the pieces that fit that, but more importantly, we have to know how to tell that message, not just the message and spewing it but how are we telling that message so that's where the storytelling techniques sort of come into play and that's where you need to learn how to talk in sound bites and sound bites just means like, like these little second clips of what what you're saying because the thing is you don't know what's going to make air you have no idea and things are edited so obviously you have to always Bear in mind to always showcase yourself in the best possible light and get the most important, most relevant, most what the audience wants to know info packed into every single one of those sound bites. And that means when you're telling your story, you have to know how to tell your story. So when we're extrapolating and picking to make sure you've got what the pieces that match what they want of you or what they expect of you to discuss in this segment, we also look at, okay, so how are you telling that story? Are you are you developing it in a case study? Like, do you have a case study to share? Do you know when and how to bring in statistics? It's very important because statistics are startling and they help to capture the audience's attention and draw them in to listen to you. Where did you go? <laughs> Sorry, cut out there for a sec. Um, and then we need to look at other storytelling techniques, including is it appropriate to, inter, uh, to interject humor into what you're saying? And if it is, when, when is it appropriate to do that? So these are all the things in presentation and performance, getting you ready to go on camera that we look at from the message perspective and the storytelling perspective and the talking and sound bites perspective. But there's a whole other perspective to being good on camera. Nice. And that's the next part that I also work heavy duty with the clients on. And I even, and totally, I work with them when they're going to do a media tour or prepare for media placements or podcast placements, or when they want to be better, when they're making their own videos and left. But Anatoly, I also have a package that is, part of being on my show and podcast that includes this preparatory presentation on camera training right in the package. And why do I do that in Because I know having been on um, both sides of the media as a producer, as a TV show and podcast host, as an editor of a publication, and even in my former life, which I talked to you about when I was a First, a guest on your show before you so graciously invited me back. Thank you very much. Um, yeah. I was also on the PR side. So I really know this stuff from both sides of the camera. And I know I know what myself, uh, what I look for in a desirable guest that I want to book over and over again versus one that I don't and what my colleagues look for, right? So really my whole role in this 
is to really help my clients become the one that gets booked over and over that desirable guest that that is important because without that they're going to be like a one and done placement once one and done never again and you know i'm really helping my clients to get noticed you know and to not only be that desirable media guest but also to be confident when they make their own videos in live for whatever purpose that they will show up and talk and present the way they should in order to get those those audience eyeballs on them and and intrigued enough to take the next step and know more in their business yeah valuable love it love it janet love it so much and uh, oh, i remember once i learned the story biography from uh, abraham lincoln uh, he you know it's interesting about uh, the president uh, he, i don't know someone can think that he's the best president uh, in in the us but uh, what i learned from abraham lincoln that he prepared all his speeches you mentioned about preparation you need to be well prepared and lincoln did it he wrote all his yes. speeches he uh and he he spoke them a few times to himself to his friends before uh speaking to a big audience can you tell more about this preparation you mentioned a few times prepare preparation you need to be prepared mm -hmm. but can you share practical tips how to prepare uh to specific mm -hmm. So, so yes, I am a, a big proponent believer in being prepared. And I totally agree with Lincoln, even though I wasn't alive in a time frame where I would have known him or met him. Uh, I'll tell you who else I would have loved to have met. Trotsky. I would have loved mm. to help, help him start a revolution. Anyway, that's another story. But prepar preparation is key. And when, when I talk about preparation, so I was talking to you now in first about your message and pulling that part. And there's the other side of it too, is, is the body language, the icon, all of that. But let's just go back to how do we get, you know, the, the written or the speaking part or the messaging part down in, in terms of tips. Could you ask me for some tips? So I think the first thing is to really look at your entire message and start picking it apart and what you really want to focus on and only make bullet points. You do not want to be writing sentences and you don't want to be memorizing things. You want to be conveying things. There's a difference. So um, what I would suggest is you go through it and you look upon it from the perspective of that you're the audience, not the one giving the speech or not the one being interviewed, that you're the one hearing uh, who's going to be the end user of it, right? And start presenting it from what, from the perspective of what they want to get out of it, not what you want them to get out of it. So that that's one tip, and it's that's a very important tip, right? Because most people, when they speak, they want to tell you something that they think you want to know, right? But if you reverse that logic to, okay, what is it? that they actually want to know. What did they come here to learn from me? How can I leave them with something valuable of some kind of information from my skill set and make it about them, not about you? That's my most important tip. 
and to really narrow it down. Like, you know, again, I said this before a couple of seconds ago, we want to say everything there is to say about our business, but we can't, we have to narrow it down to very specific, hone it into what is the angle you are presenting on, because that's all we, that's all you'll have time for. And really that's all the people who are interested are going to come and they, if they're interested in a specific topic, that's what they want to know. They don't want to hear about everything else. And certainly they don't want a nice, big, fat sales pitch, right? That's, mm -hmm. that's one of the biggest yeah. mistakes too. And I see this also with speakers from the stage, selling from the stage, selling from the stage, pitch fest, pitch fest. That's very old school. Nobody wants that anymore. People are not interested in that. They want value value and substance quality information that's going to somehow enhance their life make their life better something nice. that's going to either save them time save them money um that's basically what it boils down to at the end of the day the two big things people want to know how are you going to save me time or how are you going to save me money or how are you going to make me money that's yeah. that's what they want to know Mm -hmm. And that's what, that's what they're going to consider before they decide whether or not they'll plunk money down with you. Yeah, nice. Yeah, Janet, I, I, I want to ask you about uh, creating non-boring uh, media presence. You know, uh, let me share a short story. Uh, Jim Edwards, he worked in Business Insider 10 years. And he told me on my podcast that uh, success of Business Insider depends on creating non-boring content. So, uh, Business Insider found the way how to create engagement content in boring niche, business, finance. Uh, and uh, what I see usually in website content, on YouTube, everywhere, on audio podcast, bounce rate. People bounce fast, especially in the beginning. You know, according to YouTube data, 80% of users uh, stop watching videos in the first 20 seconds uh, we have the same issue with live stream because people want to be engaged unfortunately wanna... you're cutting in and out quite a bit here i've lost you a little bit ah yeah okay uh i i, I want to ask you about creating non-boring content or uh media presence how for example okay. if i'm going to sh um, share about Anatoly, Jesus, you, yeah. you cut out there you've cut out there a few times mm-hmm yeah, I think some uh, internet low connection. Uh, yeah, I want to ask about creating non-boring content. So can you tell how to be non- Oh, we have the same uh, internet issue, low connection. I don't know what's going on. Um, yeah, I think that Janet can be back. But let me share uh, the story one more time about Jim Edwards because he worked in Business Insider for my uh for 10 years then uh the company was sold for 500 million dollars yeah janet is back i see you and uh janet um yeah my main question about creating non-boring content for example uh, if you are talking about business uh, people especially about live streams about video content any content if you are boring uh, even if you share value, nobody cares. So can you tell how to stay non-boring, how to entertain your audience uh, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, have this focus? 
Okay, so that that's about performance skills, which also relate to presentation skills and not how to not be boring. Well, it's all about how you pre present yourself, right? So you you have to show up, you have to look good, you have to have good clothing, good hair, good makeup. That already gets attention on you, uh, makes people interested in you. Second thing is you got to be able to maintain eye contact, very important. Voice techniques, body language, these are all nonverbal cues, but they add to your that I work with with clients. Now, you have to be also willing to sort of study your shell a little bit, right? I mean, if you're very quiet and shy, you have to be able to be exciting, a little more exciting, right? A little more personable. And some people have that naturally. They're just born that way. You know, they're gargarious personality. They're larger than life. Other people are quiet, not so much. But they can use good headlines that are, you know, clickbait or interesting headlines. They can use questions. They can use probing materials, statistics to draw people in and make their talk more interesting. Um, and then they can work on what I was saying, which is their body language, their voice techniques, their uh, eye contact, their voice, using your voice to project and knowing when to go hard and when to go soft uh, so that it's pull and, pull and take, right? And we make people listen to us that way. We can uh, use even props. Props are a great way to capture people's attention and add a little ump to a presentation, but they have to be in a visual capacity. So if you're going to use props or something like a live demo, and it would have to be on a video or in live in person. So there's lots of different ways we can make ourselves present better from even from how we stand, our positioning, how we breathe, how we uh, manipulate the space that we have. And in, in the case of a camera, it's not going to be very big space because you don't need a lot of space to be on camera. But you do need those vocal variety and presentation skills like eye contact and body language. That will help a lot to give you a much more uh, engaging presentation that is exciting, that is... Um, you know, worth listening to. We have to, we have to win people over. This is what it all boils down to. And a lot of it has to do with confidence, Anatoly. Like when you're confident and and you're wearing red and you're confident and it shows and and you're funny and you know, people like that. They 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 lean into that. Does that mean though that if you're not a gregarious natural performer you can't do well no it does not mean that it means you can develop the skills to do well it means you need to work with somebody like myself who can help you with your presentation and performance skills to make you more engaging to make you more um well how i like to say it less of a snooze <laughs> Less mm -hmm. of a snooze, right? We all remember the days where we used to go to school or perhaps university 
and we would have a professor that was so boring we couldn't stand it we never wanted to go to the class right <laughs> then we'd have on the other hand there'd be that professor that was so like out of this world the way he presented the content the way he showed up the way he moved his body the way he engaged with people the way he made it interactive it was so much fun and so exciting you couldn't wait to go to the next class so you're either going to be that or you're going to be or something in between but you know with the right help you could become a little of both yeah nice love it love it awesome yeah okay let, let's talk about uh how to help quiet and uh, shy people you know i remember when i decided to start my youtube channel uh i got the feeling for me it's better to break my leg than film the first video because uh i was shy but uh today i can do it you know without any problem i don't need any help just <laughs> switch on camera and start filming so Janet, can you tell uh how to make this first step because what i see content creators usually uh don't uh, it's not my opinion it's uh some studies share that people don't record the second episode of podcast don't record um, the second video don't write the second article because they are not confident uh, and shy with the first one so can you tell how to overcome this feeling and to train be more engagement Mm -hmm. So how do you overcome the feeling is you just, you have to keep doing it, right? Like they say, practice makes perfect, perfect. So what you have to do is you have to have a mindset and you mm -hmm. have to say, it's not going to be perfect the first time out and that's okay. It's not even going to be perfect the first 10 times out and that's okay. Mm -hmm. Because your goal is to just get better every single time. And the trick is to just try to master one little thing at a time. Keep going on the video. Keep trying. Keep filming yourself. And then watch the playback and see, oh, maybe I could improve here or I could improve there. Or I could do this. I could do that. And don't be hard on yourself. Don't judge yourself um, because it is a learning curve. And confidence can only be built through practice. So you have to keep doing it. You have to keep doing it. And if you decide that you want to be a content creator, you know, it's it's also consistency and repetition, right? Because we cannot build a YouTube channel by putting out one video and then waiting, you know, four weeks, six weeks, two months, three months, a month to put out the next. It's got to be every week consistent, right? So in order to build following, so you have to just bite the bullet and sort of get over yourself a little bit and just keep doing it until you, you know, eventually you'll be good. Like what you said, the first time you did it, it eh, wasn't perfect, right? You didn't like what you saw, but none of us do, right? I remember the first time I went on camera, I didn't know what I was doing. Right? I thought, <laughs> oh my God, what am I doing? What have they asked me to do here? But you know, it, I got used to it. I love it. And I can't imagine my life without it now, right? So. <laughs> Um, sometimes you just have to be willing to try new things and not overly hard on yourself. And then again, working with someone like me. So my, my job is to get you over those hurdles. Right. And I'm not gonna beat you up or, you know, tear you down in order to do that. I'm be going to become your friend in camera mastery. Right. So uh, having that person to work with you or, 
you know, to go over things, get feedback, um, watch like mock interviews and point out where you can improve and that sort of thing. That can be very helpful because you have an ally that can help, you know, and obviously wants you to shine because that's what it's all about, shining on camera. And we'll go those hurdles, take those steps with you. And again, mindset, because you know what? Nobody likes themselves the first time they see themselves on, on a video. They don't. We find all these nitpicky things. I'm too fat. This doesn't look right. That doesn't, you know, and we're all guilty of it. But we have to get over that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, valuable. Love it. Love it. Uh, okay. Uh, you mentioned that uh, some speakers can oversell. I mean, like to sell more than share value. But in the end, uh, the main goal of any content, meeting, interview to sell something. Uh, can you tell how to submit this call to action uh, without uh, looking like overselling? trying to uh, sell something uh, and uh, yeah, like uh, for example, right now, yeah, we have the podcast, we have different goals, creating brand awareness to sell products. Uh, in the end, we are going to sell because uh, sales are fuel, but we need to share value more. So can you tell how to find the balance between sales and sharing value? Okay, well, the main thing is you're not, your main objective should not be to sell and mm -hmm. to expect that they're going to close somebody like that. Okay. Because it doesn't work that way. Usually it requires more like touch points, at least seven before somebody might want to take to, to sell, to get this, to sell you. So what I say is your, your number one priority is to inform and enlighten and, and really give, like you said, value, right? It's about presenting uh, information in a way that solves a particular problem that the audience has and wants to know, right? And, and then with realistic expectation that, you know, you're giving this value and you, you can't expect them to say, okay, now I'm gonna just instantly become your client. No. This is the first taste they have of you and they may be liking it. So you really have to be, okay, giving them value, solving a problem and make them hungry that they want the next piece. So don't give everything all at once, but do give the value and make them um, solve the problem enough that they want to know more. And then your objective when you're doing media interviews is you can't expect the entire audience to become your clients, right? This just doesn't work. It's not reality. Your objective is to close a percentage of the audience and not even close in the way that, you know, they're going to call you and become your client right away. No, you have to get them interested enough to work them into your fold, get them part of your web, right? Mm -hmm. So really what you want to do is you want to get them in to your worlds. And how do you do that? Well, you've already convinced them enough that they, that what you said was, you know, interesting enough that they might want the next few touch points with you. So what you should really be focusing on is connecting with them because it's all about connectability and relatability. So you want to get them to join you on Instagram. You want to get them to join you on Facebook. You want to maybe get them to sign up for some free content that gets them on a mailing list. 
So you're not looking to close them right away. You're looking to go on a customer journey with them. And that's what you use these media appearances for if you're out speaking on a stage, is to get them to capture, to take the potential leads, capture them enough that they will go on the customer journey with you and maybe a few steps in, that's when you can you know, continue to market to them. But after a few steps and after a few touch points, that's when they can convert to a paid client. Don't expect them or don't have the expectation, the false expectation that you're going to go on a media show and you're going to walk away with a hundred new or a thousand new clients. It's not going to happen. You are relaying your message to an audience. A percentage of them will want to take the next step with you and a percentage of them will close. There is a formula for this. And also you have to have the right expectation and the right attitude. The media does not exist to close sales for you or act as your lead generation tool. It doesn't do that. It doesn't promise that. What it promises is for you to give your message, relay your message to their audience, which by the way, should be your ideal client. And if you've done your homework to see who's watching a show or listening to a particular podcast, you'll know that ahead of time. Don't go on every to every audience, expect them to be your client. That's another thing yeah. is you gotta you gotta do your homework. You gotta know these things. And that that's that's where you know where you'll have greater success. That's my answer to that. And I see a lot of people who do not pay attention to this very important piece that I said, but it's very important that they do pay attention because you have to do your homework, your due diligence, and you have to go in with realistic expectations. Mm -hmm. Nice. Awesome. Love it. Love it. Janet, let's talk about yeah. mistakes. You know, I made a lot of mistakes. Uh, yeah, because I didn't know another way how to learn something new uh, by filming content, by creating content, by speaking on podcasts. Can you list mistakes that you see uh often and uh, your tips how to find another way i mean like mistakes that we can avoid because some mistakes we can't avoid but some mistakes we can uh so can you list them <laughs> well i think you know the pretty much everything we've been discussing today one the biggest mistake is not being prepared yeah and it the only way to avoid that one get prepared right that this is the only <laughs> way uh, the second mistake is, um, not really solving a problem. So not presenting useful, mm -hmm. tangible, relevant information yeah. that the audience wants to know. The third mistake is, um, not picking the right show or podcast for you because you haven't done your, your due diligence. You haven't done your homework. You haven't seen who watches that show, who listens to the show and does it match your target market? Uh, the fourth mistake is, I guess, trying to be everything to everybody Yeah. when you can't, right? And the fifth mistake is having unrealistic expectations. And I talked to you about that too, about how to get your mind, your, your intentions uh, and expectations in order. And then mindset, that's, that's the last one is that, you know, if we don't set out with the right mindset, it's not going to work. 
Mm-hmm. Nice. Awesome. Awesome. And Janet, my final question about your experience. You know, I found that I usually get high results with customers who understand SEO. So if they understand, then we can cooperate like a cohesive team. If they don't, I usually tell them, take my course, learn from Lily Ray, Mike Phillips, Jeff Coyle, many other great entrepreneurs on my course, or go to Google, YouTube, just learn, get the basic. Let's imagine you started today from scratch without any experience, knowledge, skills. It's your first day when you, when you wanna create something new. I mean, like uh, to have this media presence. What will you do today if it's your first day? <laughs> if it was my very first day getting ready yeah. to prepare somebody for a media interview, mm-hmm. um, yeah. so I would. I would assume already we've had a conversation and they've decided to work with me. So now they're coming to their session to get prepared. The lesson number one is going to be, let's look at your message and let's rip it apart. Yeah. And see what is really the most important pieces that you can tell quickly and that people, that the audience will understand why they need you quickly. Mm-hmm. Nice. Interesting. Valuable. Janet, it's a big pleasure to get in my show, to learn from you. You you are so kind to share this valuable insights. Tell our audience the best way how to keep learning from you, how to follow you, how to reach out to you. Okay. So um, I run a show called Jeanette's TV and Jeanette's TV podcast. And I have different offers. One is a sponsorship offer and an interview offer. Sometimes it's combined. Um, in those offers, there is some already on-camera media training or presentation and performance training involved. So if you're interested to learn more about that, you can get in touch with me at Jeanette, J-A-N-E-T-T-E, at Jeanette Burke, J-A-N-E-T-T-E-B-U-R-K-E.com. I'm sure you're going to drop that link for me. You're probably also going to drop my website, which is www.JeanetteBurke.com, J-A-N-E-T-T-E-B-U-R-K-E.com. He's also going to drop that link for me. And um, you can follow me on all every single social media platform. I'm there at Jeanette Burke or at Jeanette's TV. J-A-N-E-T-T-E-S, no apostrophe, uh, TV for the social media. And I think that that's a great way. I've got so many good things for you guys, treats, if you will. Um, Every week I put out a new episode of Jeanette TV and Jeanette TV podcast. You can go to my website at www.jeanettebrook.com and sign up to receive Jeanette TV and Jeanette TV podcast chronicles. You can also sign up to receive the other thing I do, which is called Media Ready with Jeanette, it's a media ready video and blog series. And we put that out every other week. And there's like all kinds of info on that. We talk about a lot of this presentation, performance stuff, media stuff, all kinds of stuff, sponsorship stuff. And there's a blog there too, right on that website that has all kinds of valuable information. Go ahead, do that. Um, Get yourself on the list and go see the free resources I have for you. Um, and that would be the best way to get, get to know me and get in touch with me. Nice, nice. Guys, you can find the links to all social media accounts. 
including website in the description below. Listen us on Apple, Google, Spotify. Janet, thanks again for your time, for all these valuable insights. I'm going to prepare more for my future episodes because you uh, showed the way how to do it. <laughs> yeah, preparation is key. I completely agree with that. Uh, thanks, guys, for listening and watching us. Thanks for listening to this entire podcast. Please rank your experience in Apple, Spotify, Google, or any other platforms that you may use. Also, please share your ranking mark on chat at seotools.tv to get a special gift. We'll see you soon on other valuable audio podcasts.